Good morning. I'm News Director Jenna Clay, and joining us for today's People in Perspectives is Ron Wolforth. He is a longtime pitching trainer, consultant to Major League Baseball teams and colleges, and the author of Pitching with Confidence, A Parent's Guide to Giving Your Elite Pitcher an Edge. Thank you for joining us this morning, Ron. It is great to be here, Jenna. I'm really excited to talk to you today because I do have a son who plays baseball and we are talking about the risks of sports injuries because players not taking a break. What's going on? Well, it is, it's been over the last 30 years or so that uh, youth sports, I'm sure you're very well aware of it, most of your listeners are, that it's kind of evolved. Um, it started out, especially baseball now, um, it started out with our, everybody played Little League. And then what we started to do is we started at the end of Little League, we started to have all-star teams. And all-star teams, then a lot of the parents got together and said, you know what, let's play for longer, and these people are really keen, or these people are really dedicated, so let's go ahead and let's stay, with the, uh, stay a little longer with these people. And pretty soon they kind of broke away from their neighborhoods and started to create what, is, what has now become select or travel ball. And now... Um, that even has morphed into we play in the fall, we play in the winter, we play in the spring, we have Christmas um, breaks where everybody goes down south and plays in Florida or Texas or California or Arizona. And then we have, um, of course, our spring and summers. And it is not uncommon now for young people that are 10, 12 years old to play over 100 games in a season. That's a lot of games. That is a lot of games. It is a lot of games. And when you're playing over the winter and fall, I mean, you're not experiencing a second sport, which can be beneficial. It sure can. And um, I'm 60, and um, I, I played in an era where I played football, then I went to basketball, and I was not very good at basketball, but I went there and played. And then uh, we had track and field, and then I played American Legion ball in the summer. So I got four sports. And uh, so now the, the thought process is, well, if I can really specialize at skill development uh, at a younger age, that's really good. Well, um, there, there is a, a fine line that is, that is drawn, and a lot of times playing other sports really helps um, actually balance you out uh, in many different ways. Not only physically, you're not putting the same stress on so the same soft tissue and the same body parts. Um, you're spreading that out, and also it gives you that a really needed, uh, in my opinion, emotional mental break from the, doing the same thing over and over again. Well, of course you have parents who say, you know, if my kid takes a break from baseball for three months even, he's going to be passed by other kids and then he's going to be behind. So what do you say to them? Well, there is a difference, and I think that is a real fear, and I, I, I would tell them that I understand their perspective. And I would also tell them there's a big difference between training and preparation and playing. What I am not uh, – see, our, um, I have a son that is now 22 years old, and he's in the Cincinnati Red organization. And uh, a lot of people would imagine that the, the um, business that I'm in – uh, I'm in the baseball business, the baseball training business, that uh, my son would have baseball go, of course he's in the Cincinnati Red. He played baseball all the way through all the time he was, what, six all the way till he's 22 and he played all year so skilled. And I will, I will tell your listeners that is absolutely not the case. We never allowed Garrett to play 
uh, fall baseball. He played football, he played basketball, and once again, it must be a Woolworth rate. Not very good at that, <laughs> but he did play these other sports all the way up until uh, high school. And um, I think that was a real benefit. Now, on the side note, that doesn't mean you can't be training some baseball things. What, what I'm staying away from is just that never-ending play, 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 play. Um, and people make that distinction wrong all the time. There is a difference between preparing to play and playing in games. So would you say poor mechanics maybe are a big reason for the sports injuries because they're not using different muscles in different sports? That is a wonderful question. I, I've done so many interviews, and you're the first person, congratulations, that actually asked me that, that I, you said I have to throw that in somewhere. But there are really six things that uh, contribute to um, uh, issues and performance or and in injury. And number one is physical structure and alignment. That means uh, a young man not, um, because he's doing some things, does he have uh, scapular dyskinesia, which means that the, basically that's fancy words, for the front side of his body is more developed than the back side. So structure is important. The second one is mechanical efficiency, and that's what you just asked me, and that is how, the mo- how efficient is the movement in itself. And the other one is then uh, uh, training, uh, what they do with their, uh, their strength development or their mobility. And another one is um, their, how they prepare. Uh, do they just do they just play all the time, or is there there's some sort of developmental sequence? And then another one is rest, hydration, nutrition. Are they doing that? And then the final one is just pure workload um, and having that balanced out so it's just uh, so intense and it's such a, um, especially on a young body, especially pre-adolescence, uh, you know, uh, younger than 14. It, is, it can be really damaging. So what would you say they should be doing when they take a break? Should they be going to the gym? Should they be doing running? Or, you know, what would you recommend? Well, um, I think um, uh, I can already tell from the sound of your voice that, uh, that common sense is, and then the questions that you ask me are, are very priority to you, and that is exactly what you need to do is, is to have parents have really basic common sense and look at their athlete as a, an activity, emotional, physical, um, intellectual, just all of that. And um, what you should be doing is looking at your athlete and what do they need. Like, for example, um, my joke is um, um, when I was a player, I could walk by a weight room and smell the air and gain five pounds on my bench press. <laughs> Getting stronger was never my problem. However, mobility and flexibility, and I'm still paying the price for that today. I had a, a hip replacement and uh, a couple years ago, and it was because my mobility wasn't. And uh, if I would have spent more time in, let's say, a yoga class in the off season, I would have been, I would have reaped the benefits. Now you have another person who may be the exact opposite. They may be very mobile, but they're not very strong, and so they need to spend more time with a personal trainer or someone that that does that. So really what you want to do is you want to look in the off-season of what their, this individual needs uh, of this person and try to fit that, try to, try to uh, supplement that in the off-season. I hope that answers your question. It does. And you had mentioned something about burning out. I mean, that's, that's a real thing. Do you think some kids burn out more because of the year-round sport and would actually still love to play, but they're just so tired of it? 
Well, <laughs> yes, and and I use this analogy. I, I actually I see over uh, we see over fifteen hundred uh, parents and their players every year, and I have this conversation. We actually have parent meetings during the camp that I, I pull parents aside, and I say this to them all the time. Um, and it seems to really resonate with them. And that's this. Burnout, if, if you had a favorite song, and we all had uh, in our lives a favorite song, and if you listen to that song over and over and over and over again in a very short period of time, for very in a short period of time, you that's not going to be your favorite song. You kind of get over it, and you really don't want to hear it anymore. Same thing if we have favorite food that we eat. If we ate it morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night, pretty soon you would like, ah, uh, so our, our body and our brain really craves variety. Now, that's, that's just the physical side of it. The emotional and mental side of it, can you imagine being an 8-year-old, 10-year-old kid, or 12-year-old kid? I say this to parents all the time. Imagine you're the 8-year-old kid in the middle of a game with the parents screaming <laughs> about wanting to win. The, the emotional drain on that, how, how long can you put up with that before you say, oh, for heaven's sakes, I need a break from that, and they may not be able to articulate it, but they're just, they'll just say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Even though they may love the game, um, they need an emotional break um, from all this drama, all this intensity. Heck, when you're 10 years old, it should be just fun, but still we want to win the game. And, and by the time you get to be about 16 or 17, um, uh, they're, they're old enough to be able to – it's still there – but they're able to to process it a little bit better. Uh, but eight to ten year olds, my goodness, they're not. They're just they're just eight to ten year olds, and they don't they don't they they think the world is coming to an end because they 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 didn't perform well, they didn't play well. And we've been gearing a lot of our conversation towards parents, but what would you say to the coaches that a lot of them maybe don't think they need to take a break? Yes, because well, they have this fear, uh, and I and I understand it. The, the fear is that skill will. De- if indeed uh, they don't stay at it, you know um, uh, the famous thing: if you don't do do it, you lose it, and that that's a real thing, and that's true. However, sometimes um, I, I use this analogy for the coaches: if I walked upon you and you were sawing down the tree, and I would watch you, and 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 I said, you know what? It would, might be good if you sharpen the saw, and they go, no, 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 I don't have time for that. I'm too busy <laughs> sawing. And that's really what that is, is that sometimes you need to take a break to sharpen the saw. Uh, it's, it's not that you shouldn't cut down trees. It's just that you're going to be a lot more proficient in the long term and the natural cycles of training and just playing, 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 playing. Um, you, you just uh, respect or, or maybe misinterpret what the cycles really should be. And that constant push, you said, you know, we've been talking about it's not only mentally and emotionally exhausting, but it is a risk to getting more injuries. Yes, because it's the same. A lot of times, this is one of the reasons that the multi-sports are so good, is that if you can imagine, um, and you told me the son is a baseball player, if he's a pitcher and he throws again and again and then over and over and over and over again, you can imagine he's going to have the same stress to whether he's either right-handed or left-handed, that same shoulder and same elbow over and over again. And, um, and so even if he's mechanically efficient, and even if he's um, physically structured soundly, um, that's the same stress over and over and over again. And um, we, need to, we need to manage that stress very carefully. And, and a lot of times people just disregard that 
And I have had here, – here's the really unique thing of all the parents they come in, um, and here's the thing that shocks many of them. I will say to the young men right in front of them, how many of you have arm, uh, have arm issues or tenderness or soreness or pain? And I point to my shoulder or point to my elbow, and I would say, and I'm going to give you a scale 0 to 10. Zero means you have none. Ten means we need to dial 911. How many of you have had pain of four or higher over the course of this last year? And 90, maybe 95% of their hands go up, and the parents look in a gasp. Wow. They had no idea because they never asked. They just assumed that, um, you know, they, did, they just whistled while, uh, while walking through the graveyard sort of Thing. They just assumed that everything was okay, and they never asked the young man how their arm was feeling. And at the Texas Baseball Ranch, that is all-consuming to us because if unless your arm is healthy and durable, you're not going to go. You're not going to be able to play at that next level. And if you miss a whole uh, six to eighteen months because of an injury, you actually went backwards, not forwards. So we need to ask our kids how they're feeling. But then, what are some red flags that we should look out for when they give us those answers? Well, especially uh, uh, tenderness around the joints um, that um, that are, are similar. Now, now they will use different words. As, mm-hmm. If you, you have a 15-year-old son, you know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah. about. <laughs> they will use words. They, they they won't use one word. They'll use another word. Um, I'll ask them pain. It's, it's kind of a funny story. I had a 16 minor league guys in in the office about seven years ago, and I said, "How many of you guys have pain?" elbow and none of them raised their hand and I thought well this is odd and then I said how many pain in the uh, anterior shoulder and he raised their hand and I go no there's no it's not possible and I said okay well how many of you have a little tenderness and all of their hands raised up <laughs> so it was the word pain that scared them right tenderness didn't it was it was a lesser word and so I would I would say to your kid if you ask them pain they're going to tell you no probably and the best thing you can say is is there anything that gives you discomfort in the arm and he uh you know i had a kid tell me the other day his arm felt a little sketchy like i don't know mm-hmm. so so it's the words that you use. so i would i would just ask him how does your arm feel if you um how far do you usually go out uh how hard do you usually throw and if i ask you to do that today would you do it and, and a lot of them go, oh no not today I, I you know and and on so many of them have to skip practice or cut short practice either at shortstop or center field or certainly catcher or pitcher because their arm just doesn't feel very good today and so there is your first red flag because with any sort of workload that isn't going to get better that gets worse so where can parents coaches athletes go to educate themselves about all this well uh, well there's a lot of unfortunately there is a lot of (laughs) web um the problem is, is that probably about 10% is bang on and about 10% is just, oh my gosh, it's bad. So being able to sort through that. Um, but what I would recommend um, is uh, if, you, if you go to the site Texas Baseball Ranch um, and you have a specific question, our office, we have uh, multiple coaches answering phones, and, and it, it surprised a lot of people, but a lot of times we're answering questions uh, about from parents that will never show up, they will never buy. It's just that their 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 teachers, their their um, their radio talk show hosts, they ask questions. They don't know this is their first their first run through the roses, so to speak, and they don't know, and they don't want to get it wrong. They love their children. 
And so we ask, uh, matter of fact, the book that you just mentioned is just a series of chapters based on the questions that I got from parents. And, and we'd love to, to send a, a book uh, to them uh, at no charge uh, if they let us know, because I want that information to get out there. I have uh, three granddaughters that are, that are uh, 10 to, to 5 years old, and uh, I don't know much about soccer, and uh, one of them is a real big soccer player like to have a resource of some people that really have um, no uh, unbiased uh, about training that I would really like to read. So we just, uh, as a service to people, um, I feel really strong about it. And that's TexasBaseballRanch.com. Yes, ma'am. Anything else you'd like to add that we haven't already covered? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, we've been talking with Ron Wolforth with TexasBaseballRanch.com, also the author of Pitching with Confidence, A Parent's Guide to Giving Your Elite Pitcher an Edge. And we've been talking today about risking a sports injury because our kids are never taking a break from their sports. Thank you so much for talking with us this morning, Ron. Thank you for having me, Jenna.